if the zombies, monsters, ghosts, ghouls, swamp things, chainsaw guys, werewolves, vampires, Frankenstein's monster is a character at one point. There's a giant baby. There's aliens. Everything that you can ever imagine from a horror movie from the 50s to 1993 is in this movie. And you have to save the town before the monsters eat the people. Dude, hands down, Final Fantasy VII wins every day. How could you not love the Mario Brothers movie? Robocop kicks everyone else's ass. And that's why Superman sucks. Oh, the Velociraptors kick ass in Jurassic Park every single day. Oop, went on a bit of a rant there, huh? Oh, welcome back to the SideQuest Podcast, everybody. This is Eric, and tonight we have a great episode for ya. It's going to get a little bit spooky in here. We're going to talk about our favorite Halloween movie and our suggestion for the top spot of what you should watch on Halloween. We're going to talk about if we could build our own haunted houses with unlimited budgets. And last but not least, a little trailer dropped this week for Scream 5. Can you believe that shit's still going on? We can. So stick with us. We are getting things started. So, gentlemen, how are we this evening? I want to know... What is your favorite Halloween movie suggestion? If you had to pick just one that kind of culminates and represents Halloween for you, what would it be? Justin, I'm going to put you on the spot first. First main quest? First main quest. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to throw something out there that I, I feel like you've both seen, and I feel like it's an excellent movie that you can watch every Halloween, but it's Trick or Treat. Oh, with the R. Just the R treat. With, oh yeah, I've trick seen it. R treat. You've never seen it? No, I've seen. I it's been suggested a lot on every device that I play. So I think it's trying to give me a signal. You watched that with us. I remember watching it with. Oh, def- uh, definitely not. A few people. I thought you were there. This nope. was years ago. But okay, well. No, so this is a movie audience. If you've not seen it. Um, but if you're a fan of spooky season, it takes place on Halloween and it's a series of, I believe, three different stories, maybe four that interweave to the spookiness that is trick our treating. <laughs> it's really cool. There's vampires, there's serial killers, there's a little pumpkin headed guy, there's monsters, there's, yeah, it's got everything and it's wow. perfect. It's perfect perfectly captures Halloween in a nutshell. So that's my vote. I say, audience, if you're going to watch one movie this this Halloween, watch Trick or Treat. Okay. Starting things off right. Jeff, how about you? What's your movie? I mean, my go-to always during Halloween, there's two. Um, the first one is, you know, just a very basic bitch answer, but uh, just the original Halloween. I just, I love that movie and I love watching it. Either on Halloween or a couple days right before, maybe before we go out for our Halloween parties and stuff. I don't know. That's just like the epitome of Halloween for me. And the second movie I always watch, um, that I always have to watch, is uh, American Werewolf in London. And I don't... It's a fantastic movie. I mean, Justin, you you are very well 
know that movie just because of the one an academy award right for um costume design the whole like werewolf transformation uh, yeah they they put together a hell of a show yeah it's it's something it's 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 something to watch uh it's kind of also a little bit of a dark comedy mixed in with all the horror stuff so those are like my two go-to i always will watch during halloween you know i try like right now i'm trying to get caught up with the jason movies i started them last year and I realize it takes three movies to even get Jason to wear the actual hockey mask. So <laughs> you always know about Jason with the hockey mask, but it's not until like the fourth movie where he's actually wearing the hockey mask. So he gets it at the end of like the third movie or something. So I'm trying to get caught up with those because I haven't seen them. And I know there's like 18. The Hellraiser <laughs> series is really good. I mean, it's hard, but the, the original Halloween and... American Werewolf in London are my two go-tos and two suggestions. Okay. Very nice. I'm going to... You guys, uh, you can make fun of me. I bring it up every year. <laughs> Hocus Pocus is my go-to. I love that movie ever since Even I was a kid. about it. Yes. Just for you. <laughs> it was... It's just, for me, it just, I don't know. I think it's the nostalgia of growing up with the movie, and it really just helps me kind of kick off what Halloween is. So it's kind of like an opening ceremony and a closing ceremony for me for Halloween. I mean, there's a lot of movies in between. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of good ones out there. You guys mentioned a bunch. Um, but if I were to say like, hey, get in the Halloween spirit, you can do it by watching Hocus Pocus. It's got laughs. It's got spooky stuff. It's got, I mean, just the best little comedic stuff going on in a movie that I just enjoy. The one-liners, you know. So... You you will love Trick or Treat. Put that on your list to watch this Halloween season. If you like Hocus Pocus, this movie captures that small town nostalgia of growing up and trick or treating as children and just flips it all sorts of fuckward. And (laughs) it is a great movie. All right. Well, I will definitely take your suggestions, give it a watch, and uh, I'll I'll bring it back to another episode. Let you know what I thought. Have you seen any of the movies that? Either Justin and I brought. Uh, I've definitely seen. We've been on like a horror marathon. Yeah, we've been watching a lot of classics. So, like you, Jeff, we watched the first two Friday the Thirteenth, and I'm like, okay, when does he put the mask on? Because they're enjoyable movies. They're good slasher films, but we're just ready. Like, where the fuck is Jason? So we know we have a couple more to watch there. But I have seen Halloween. Halloween's great. Uh, American Werewolf in London. I don't think I've ever seen. I've seen like the scene a million times that plays on all like the uh you know greatest uh halloween movies of all time like the scene where he transforms but outside that i've never sat down and seen it great movie and trick-or-treat i definitely gotta watch yeah you're in for a treat there's so much good movies to watch this holiday season and i'm glad that you guys eric are diving into uh the Friday the 13th, but I, I, it's important to note that Victor Miller recently won his legal battle on the rights of that movie. Oh, was he the guy that created it? He yeah, was. There's a whole story. Yeah, Justin, explain this, because you told this to me a while ago, so it's kind of so, interesting. Yeah, so Victor Miller is the original creator of Friday the 13th, and he created Friday the 13th to be this one-off horror movie. 
where spoiler alert mrs Voorhees is the killer there's no jason and then you see jason later but you don't know if he's real or if it's not real if it's a fever dream and the studio and they just sort of stole his ip and transformed it into this what 18 movie or however many long movie franchise with remakes some that bad, bad. Is, yeah and there's there's some wins in there and there's a lot of losses but i mean when jason goes to space that's a whole different beast um <laughs> and so victor miller whom i i for what it's worth not to name drop but i i know him and have worked with him and he's like he's a great guy has been working to win back his ip for many a year and to stop them from bastardizing his original creation wow. and he finally won he owns that IP, so it potentially blocks a new Jason Voorhees Friday the 13th movie from coming out. Oh. Okay. You wonder if he's going to play it like, all right, now if you want him, you got to pay him. Or, you know, pay him oh, for yeah. it. Or is he going to be like, no, this is my he's toy. I'm, I'm going to take and not let you use it. He's, so he's a, again, he's a, He's, and I think he's in his 70s now. He's a cantankerous old man, and he's brilliant. But I wouldn't be surprised if he just just puts his foot down and doesn't let it be used until the day he dies, and then his family caves and takes the millions of dollars and allows it to <laughs> uh, continue. Yeah. So, I mean, who would? I mean, I guess you know what would you guys do in that situation, Justin? Would you? allow studios to come after it again and you know pay up and i'll let you make a movie or would you shut it away for a while it depends on how near and dear to my heart the story was and for from my understanding in speaking with him and reading articles about it like this was this was his thing this was his baby Mm. if he didn't birth to give birth to a child in the world he created this entity so if you're that passionate about your project audience, if, if you're you know a writer, producer, director, anything art creative, and you have an opportunity to retain the rights and prove a point by burying it, I mean, props to that. Yeah, good point, Jeff. What about you? What would you would you sell it or would you let it, uh, you know, let it go with you to the grave? I would, you know reimagine it it's already been reimagined so you might as well do it your way or a better way and just have more creative control over it um and just enjoy it you know these people who make something and they become super famous for it sometimes they get bitter about it and i think that just kind of sucks and if that's your one thing just enjoy it have fun with it and Mm. you know uh capitalize on it make it a little bit better try to you know, be like every people like Jason. People like that character in, in you know in horror films. So improve upon it then. Yeah. You know, don't just be bitter about it and you know kind of shit on these new fans that do enjoy it. I would take the money. I would just say, hey, use them as much as you want. <laughs> Give me ten million dollars, and then you know twenty percent of the movies make you know earnings. I'd totally just live it up in my seventies, get a yacht, and then uh, you know spend it all before I die. There you go. There you go. So uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Uh, what's your Halloween movie suggestion? Let us know at Pod. Hit us up. But we are jumping straight into one of our fun new segments. Let's go. 
Oh, so you know what that noise is. We are going to be talking about a retro game of the week. So, in the past, we've brought you Pokemon Snap. That was a fun one. But this week, we got a little uh, spooky game that came out in the early 90s. So, in 1993, right around this time of year, September, uh, Zombies Ate My Neighbors came out on not only Super NES, but also the Sega Genesis. And this game... If you've played it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's the nostalgia running around. You are basically two kids in the neighborhood that's been infested by zombies. And you got weapons, you got fun guns, you're trying to collect all the jewels and the coins to get out of the town and get out of there. So, Justin, I know this game's near and dear to your heart, so you want to give the folks a little bit uh, a little bit more of that 10,000-foot view? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I mean, audience, if, if you've never played this game, if you're not aware of this game, do yourself a favor, look it up, because everything from just the simplicity of the game, you have 10 survivors in a different location of the neighborhood, each level that you need to capture. If the zombies, monsters, ghosts, ghouls, swamp things, chainsaw guys, werewolves, vampires frankenstein's monster is a character at one point there's a giant baby there's aliens everything that you can ever imagine from a horror movie from the 50s to 1993 is in this movie and you have to save the town before the monsters eat the people and it's so fantastic and you get so many different weapons you get potions you get to turn into monsters yourself you get to turn into invisible ghosts there's sandworms there's giant ants. Oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> I want to play this game again. I, I've got it on, on Sega. I'm probably going to play it tonight. Yeah. It, I mean, they have so many fun guns. They got like Uzis and bazookas, weed whackers, uh, explosive soda cans, and ice pot. I mean, the list goes on and on. And it's just one of those fun, like, run and gun style games where you and your friend, you just sit there. If you can envision yourself back in the early 90s, just it's Saturday night. You got the Mountain Dew flowing, you got the Pringles cans open, and you're just having a great time killing some zombies. And I know it was, uh, when I was looking at the Wikipedia page, I saw that it, this was before censorship really started in the gaming world. So, you know, there's some violence going on. I mean, you're killing zombies and blood and guts are splattering all over. So I know there's a little bit of controversy. Sure, controversy? <laughs> is that a new, is that a new sauce at and- Arby's? <laughs> Yes. And yes, the controversy solved, but it's also a Lucas Art game. Yeah, that's not that that shocked me. I was I was not remembering that at all. I, I had to look it up, and I'm like, yeah, you're right. It was a Lucas Arts game. I guess. Hey, good for them. Somebody had a little side idea, and seemed like they let them roll with it. Yeah, heck yeah. I mean, do either of you, outside of me forcing you to play it, remember this from childhood? hundred percent. I had uh, shout out to Al Stotes. He probably doesn't listen to this podcast, but I'll make him for this episode. Uh, I went over to his house after school a lot, and this was our go-to game. So we would tag team this bitch and get the, what did, what did the guy say? You'd run around with an ax being like, Mooha! Mooha! Or something. Yeah. With the little Chucky dolls. Yeah. It was such a fun you game. You could only, you had to throw the can of pop at him. Every, every monster villain had a different weapon that would only kill them that made it so much more frustrating but fun yeah and they had a lot of fun levels they weren't too big um you know if you miss something they made it they made you explore every part of every level that was the best part there was no wasted space 
And one of the fun things about the first level is like, this is probably one of the first games where it's like a, almost like a 3D trampoline where you're able to like jump over walls and fences and get away from the bad guys and like use a fun new way of doing it. Everything about the game was just kind of, I don't know if it was like meant for like teens or something, but as a kid, I'm like, yeah, look at me. (laughs) Such a badass in this game. Look at me, mom. Um, and it actually got some good ratings. I was looking online and it got, uh, you know, 84% from game rankings, uh, nine out of 10 for video games, computer entertainment, Sega 16 gave it an eight out of 10. So it, it actually got some really high scores, not surprised. And they actually had some spinoffs. I guess they called the sequel ghoul patrol, which I don't think that made any money. Like where's zombies ate my neighbors too. Um, so apparently that game happened. And then Justin, you might like this or you might not like this. I don't know. But as of 2011, there was a film that was actually in development for zombies ate my neighbors. And it was, uh, uh, it was going to be penned and produced by screenwriter director, John Darko, if you know who that is. Um, but he worked for, uh, James Wan for insidious. So he kind of penned the, the work there for that movie. But Ever since then, it's been sitting on a shelf, not ready to be finished. So I think if I were to nominate one person to bring Zombies Ate My Neighbors to life in in a film world, it would be Justin. So project has just begun. You have $1. Get going. Green lit. Let's rock. (laughs) So everybody, let us know. Have you ever played Zombies Ate Your Neighbors? Um, You know, I hope you have. It's such a fun game. And if not, you could probably watch the full gameplay and what do you think, Justin? Maybe like less than two hours on YouTube, I'm sure, is the whole game. <laughs> I don't I don't know because there's a lot of levels in it and there's a lot of intricacies to beating the game. So the only way that you can really defeat the final boss is through a perfect run. Hmm. I've never done it. Well, there's definitely got to be some speedrunners out there that are probably doing this as we speak. So I'm definitely going to go give that a little Google after we record here and check it out. But yeah, that would be really fun. I just, I'm so curious to see, cause like even those Mario games, it's like, Hey, I beat the entire Mario 64 in like 52 minutes is the world record. It's like, what are you doing? Okay. That's fun. But um, yeah, let us know what you guys think out there. If you have played the game, let us know. If not, go check it out for that retro game of the week. And now gentlemen, let's move on to our next main quest. I want to know if you guys have an unlimited budget, all the monies in the world, and you were to be able to design your own haunted house, your spooky house, your village, whatever you want, what would your haunted house consist of? What would it be? What would it look like? I know it's an elaborate question here, but Jeff, I got to start with you. You're building your own haunted house and you want everybody in the world to know about it. What does it look like? How spooky is it? Give us all the deets. I mean, it'd be zombies ate my neighbors. So I could... Yeah. About that. It, it no. would just be a 16-bit game that everybody yeah. walks into. Yeah. Now, um, yeah, I mean, if you had like unlimited funds, I mean, I like the way that Universal Studios does their um, their haunted horror nights, and uh, they, you know, they clearly put a lot of money into them so it's always that do you just do this kind of you know what they do out here in the midwest and just i think across the country where it's just in a warehouse and there's really no theme to it it's just each room's a different like you know shit storm with uh, horrible (laughs) things coming at you i like more the theming of it where 
you know, it's based off of a franchise or it's based off of a, you know, a book or a game or a movie series. So I definitely go the franchise route. And I mean, if you get unlimited funds, I mean, you can make it, you know, basically like a Disney, like Imagineers working on horrific animatronics that look real. Because if you ever go to Disney and their rides, everything there looks um looks pretty damn real half the time and they can use all sorts of trickery i think the new star wars ride the force Awakens, whatever that one was called i mean what how, how many millions of dollars did that thing costs so you can use tech like that i don't know what franchise i would do though that's the thing i know it would be a franchise i just not sure what okay so big warehouse with franchise shitstorms and animatronics yeah, I mean, you would be in, like, a cart. Like, you would be, you know, on a track and stuff, so uh, you wouldn't really be walking around. So it'd be like Mr. Uh, Bones' wild ride. Just Mr. Bones. <laughs> you know, just, you know, you could just go with the, you know, typical just Haunted Mansion, you know. You're always good with that. Okay. But you would, it would be in that caliber of, like, high quality, but this would be actually, like, terrifying ride. Okay. I like where you're going with that. Justin, how about you, sir? So I'm going to go in a little bit of a different direction and say if I had unlimited funds and budget, I would buy up a desolate town and I would turn this town into the haunted house attraction and make it like escape room level like puzzles Mm. where you just you enter through the front gates and you have okay, there's the general store over there. Let's just go see what's inside there. And there's scares timed and then just like, oh shit, there's zombies in here. We're not ready for this yet. We need to get weapons. Where the hell do we get weapons? Let's run over to the library where all of a sudden you find a pair of scissors. So it's more of this like interactive um, level of choose your own adventure goosebumps style haunted village that's what i would do wow i (laughs) i'm gonna feel so inadequate with your guys uh recommendations here but i mean for me i i'm i'm thinking like i want a big desolate forest i want you to feel that you're secluded and you can't be in groups of more than let's say five people but it's gonna be a pretty decent walking tour on mine so like you start in the desolate woods it's super dark there's over here no no uh, guides you have this is what you have you you don't have a phone you literally just have a compass and a flashlight and you have (laughs) and you literally just have to head west due west and and of course along the way there's just of course there's a burning barrel and there's just some tent with nobody in it and there's actors and one thing you have to do is sign the disclaimer and the uh what's it called the fucking um waiver that you might get a little bit harmed during it. I feel like, you know, that's something that not many people will go into because they know, like, oh, no matter what, they can only, like, scream at me and, like, come near me, but they can't, like, touch me or, like, I don't know. Not saying, like, hit him over the head with a bat, but, like, I think it would be fun to, like, you know, get shoved by a bad guy or, like, they, they trip you, you fall down a little bit when you're running, um, but they're not uh, on the hook if you get hurt. But anyways, you go through the forest and then you come up to some kind of an abandoned warehouse. And in that warehouse, there's going to be different levels. And Jeff, not to steal from yours, this is what I was thinking about before. But like, 
every section of the warehouse is kind of its different theme. It kind of goes through some of those franchise movies where you're in the scenes, like the most famous scenes of those. Uh, again, where you kind of have to survive and maybe try to kill the bad guy. Uh, and Jeff, I'm going to steal this from you for sure, but animatronics that you can actually kill, you know, that actually like you, in order to get out of this one section, you have to kill Michael Myers. And like, how do you do it as a team? Uh, and then at the end of the day, everybody, you know, gets to take a little picture and then we charge $400 for that picture in the video. And that's, uh, that's how you get spooked. So thank you for the explanation. Cause now I actually realized what I would theme mine after. Oh, my what? super multi-million dollar it'd just be off the alien franchise Ooh. that would be absolutely terrifying yeah i mean you had animatronics like disney quality the noises going down the hallways water dripping i mean the whole atmosphere of aliens and aliens 2 would be terrifying yeah and then at the end you actually encounter the queen and shit oh like, god you imagine oh that would be that would be brutal uh god so wait quick side quest uh justin what do you think the price tag is of your uh little haunted town there Oof. uh i gotta say 99 bucks or a price <laughs> tag for admission or a price tag for building both let's go with both so it's 99 bucks a ticket obviously there's not a coupon day per uh jurassic park <laughs> But I I imagine to buy up the town, to retrofit it, to get all the actors, and it's got to have, like, the turnover rate for being able to reset everything. Because you can only have a party of, like, maybe 10 at a time, and then obviously people can go their separate ways. And I think that there's a lot of that element of, you know, like, no, we don't need to go to the armory, or like, no, we don't need to go to the school. Um <laughs> This is this is a hundred million dollar project. Okay, I like that, Jeff. What about you? Price for admission and price to construct your giant world over there. So, uh, fun little uh, fun little tidbit: uh, the most expensive ride ever built was a hundred million, and that was Expedition Everest. So, oh. that's kind of what you're working with. Now that's a <laughs> roller coaster, so built in a mountain that they basically built. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd probably be with Justin around the same type of budget, just with the animatronics alone. Um, but it, it could be cheaper just cause they did the, the star Wars one, which is insane. And that didn't even cost as much as expedition over us. So anyway, um, you know, price of admission. Now you got me thinking of this like whole horror land would build <laughs> just based <laughs> off of, IPs and now I'm just it's turning into <laughs> like a horror theme park. That's a legal nightmare head. for you. Don't worry. So, you know, admission could just be, you know, admission into the park. Like uh going to Disney, mm-hmm. just Magic Kingdom for the day, and this is just called Horror Park. And you got the alien ride and you know, the Hellraiser ride and you have all this crazy horror um you know, rides going on in this like theme park. So yeah, I don't. I guess it would if it was a standalone. Again, if I'm getting this much money, <laughs> I might as well just build the damn theme park. To be honest. So, just... so if we were to get into your theme park, how many how many shekels are we are we handing out? Yeah, I mean, I'm just it'd probably go the the Disney price. So I think what that's like sixty five bucks a day. 
Oh my god, that's like 120 bucks a day. It's 120? I have no idea. So, so yeah, you... we're going like 100 bucks a day. All right. I like yeah, that. Yeah, for a horror theme park. I don't know. Yeah. One day at by Arl Stein. <laughs> yeah, there will be a there'll be a goosebumps ride. Why not? <laughs> nice. I don't know how that would be designed, but I Justin, like... if you have any inspiration, just let me know. I own all of the original runs of Arl Stein's Goosebumps. They're on bookshelf in my study, so I will borrow them out to you as needed. So could you incorporate majority of them in one ride? I think that's what the Jack Black movies tried to do in uh, like a film way where it was kind of like the movie itself. If it were a ride, it would be this. So yeah, I think it's very possible to incorporate a good number of those movies. I mean, there's so many great good side quests. What's your favorite yeah, Goosebumps say, book? Goosebumps, Goosebumps. Wow. Uh, I remember, God, who's the fucking um, ventriloquist dummy? What's his name? Slappy. Slappy. He, I mean, to me, he's just like classic goops, goosebumps. Like when you when you search for goosebumps, even like he's one of the first guys to show up. So he definitely was a little bit creepy at first, and probably one of my first go tos that I remember. And then the second one was probably that mask one, like the haunted mask. That one, yep, also creeped me out. Ooh, boy. Getting get goosebumps thinking about it. How was the movie? I never saw that movie with Jack Black. It was... Honestly, the first one was pretty solid. The second one was Reaching. And the, Yeah, I think I saw... I never saw the first one. I saw this preview for the second one like a week ago when we were scrolling through. I, I mean, I think they look worth a watch. Like, why not? What's the worst movie I've seen? It's probably not that. No, it's not. I mean, comparable to like the Jumanji reboots. I mean, those are fun. So it's not bad. I thought it. No, bad. not at all. Okay. Should watch it. Yeah, I, I would suggest giving it a watch, especially since it's spook season. <laughs> it's true. Put it on my list. It very much is. Well, Justin, we got to know with all those books back there, which one are you picking up the most? Um, there's two that always stood out as my favorite as a child and having reread them as adults, I think that they're excellent stories. I'll go with the second place one, which is, uh, a night in terror tower, terror tower, which mm -hmm. is like a medieval themed, uh, story where the, the kids go I think they're in London or somewhere in England and they go to this castle and then they get transported to like medieval times and they have to escape this like dungeon master it's just this really crazy kind of fun story um i think jeff i think you would enjoy it at least for the story aspect of it so maybe if there's a tv show or cartoon episode of it so you don't have to read the book which is like a total of like 96 pages or something um <laughs> The second, the my favorite though that I think is R.L. Stein's best written book is um, the Ghost Next Door, mm. which is this. You, if you do you remember that one, I do. I now that you mention it, I forgot about that one completely. So, not to give like too many spoilers out, but essentially, it's you know, new boy in the neighborhood moves to the house. And his neighbor, she comes around, she's kind of weird, she's kind of awkward. 
and yada, yada, yada. You find out that she's a ghost, but more tragically, she burned to a fucking fried crisp in a house fire. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So you're reading this as a kid and you're just like, okay, she's weird. She's okay. She's a ghost. Oh, 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 uh, she <laughs> just got swallowed by flames and suffered like a mofo. Wow. That's uh that's deep for a kid. I don't remember that part, but yeah, <laughs> that happened. Wow. That'll always stick with me. That one's on, that one's on the ribs. There you go. Wow. Well, I mean, hopefully I'm surprised they haven't made more shows or movies out of that. Not, not necessarily like Jack Black movies, but like, I feel like that's a book series that could go on like forever. Like, you know, R.L. Steiner or not, somebody could pick up from there and just make it happen. I don't know. That's my two cents. There you go. There you go. All right, boys. Well, we're heading into our next segment. I'm super excited about this. So everybody shut up while we play the noise. Hit it. Get over Flawless victory. All right. We have another death battle, and this one's going to be super exciting. Uh, This is a four-way death battle, so not an easy one to just kind of think about off the tip of your tongue, but we've got it Halloween style. It's Michael Myers versus Leatherface versus Freddy Krueger versus Jason. Um, The time and the place is kind of up in the air. I'm thinking... You know, somewhere out in the, um, you know, it's it's kind of secluded, maybe some forest, maybe a house, maybe a small warehouse, but somewhere where it's some, you know, equal to each of them. You know, they've got it. They got a shed with some tools in there. They got a house with a lot of different like traps and things like that. So without further ado, you use your imagination. Um, Let's kick this bad boy off. I'll get started here. This is a tough one. I'm not going to lie. Michael Myers versus Leatherface, Freddy Krueger, and Jason. So from a stature and maybe brute force perspective, uh, I feel like Leather. I think I feel like it'll come down to Leatherface and Jason. I don't feel like Michael Myers has the stamina or the weapon to outkill Leatherface's, you know, chainsaw and Jason's machete. Um, Freddy Krueger, you know. He could be a little bit quick on his feet and probably a little bit quicker than the rest of the guys, but I feel like when it really comes down to it, it's going to be Leatherface versus Jason. And I have a feeling that, you know, one false move from either of them, I feel like I would have to go with Leatherface. I would just love to see him kill and stand on the pile of dead bodies and, uh, you know, just, just be, just have limbs everywhere as he, you know, takes everybody's face and puts on four extra layers. That's my one. Jeff, what about you? Who are you going with? Yeah, I mean, it's a good matchup. Um, the first one to die, um, who actually can die, uh, is, is going to be Leatherface. Because uh, in the end, he's still human. He's just kind of deformed. And he's fucked up, and he's got a chainsaw. But um, the other guys are just too too much heavy hitters for him to to take on. Um, and I even think Freddy could get to him because, um, Freddy's whole thing is, you know, he feeds off fear. So he's kind of fucked when it comes to Jason and, uh, Michael Myers. But, uh, I believe that Leatherface has some fear in some things, either losing his family or something. 
So I'm going to go with Leatherface first, and then um, he's dead, and then uh, Jace. Uh, <laughs> he's dead. He's dead. Um, Freddy Cougar would be a close second, as there's really nothing he could do to Michael Myers or to Jason since they just don't fear anything. And so he wouldn't have power over them. As you can see in Dream Warriors, I think it's one of Justin's favorite Freddy movies. Freddy movies, if I'm not mistaken, correct? I, you bring it up quite a bit. Yes. Um, <clears throat> Justin? Sorry. Yep, I was on mute. Yeah. Oh, so my bad. Yep, yep. Love me some Dream Warriors. I couldn't <laughs> unmute. So, <laughs> uh, so with Dream Warriors, I mean, they, you know, realize they're in a dream and they they stop fearing and you know, they can actually fight back. He has no power over. So he's very similar to like Pennywise, where once they're not afraid of him, he's kind of nothing. So Freddy's out. And then it really is just down to Jason, uh, two brute forces that are extremely difficult to kill. Um, they both still aren't dead. So I'm not really sure how you can kill them. I'm just going to give the edge, though, to Jason as... He's basically some weird mutant at this point. I'm not really sure what he is. And he literally battled his way out of hell, uh, which is pretty insane. Uh, you know, we're not sure if Michael Myers does that when he supposedly dies. Uh, it'd be a good fight, but I think Jason would just uh, overpower, overpower Michael Myers and just brute force and whatever the hell he's kind of mutated into all right very good justin how about you sir i'm going in a different direction from the both of you so i'm so glad that we're doing this fatal four-way because i think that there's so much conversation to be had i agree with jeff when he says uh jason over michael myers I think Michael Myers is very terrifying and, and Loomis, I shot him. <laughs> uh, Nat Loomis, calm down. Uh, apparently you are a weak shot. But I think Jason destroys Michael Myers. I think Freddy and Leatherface face off. And Freddy, you know, to Jeff's point, yes, he feeds on fear, but he is a formidable warrior, both in dreams and out of dreams. And those claws are sharp as hell. So I think he's nimble enough to avoid Leatherface's chainsaw and to play a little psychological game with him because Leatherface is kind of, oh, what's the word that we can PC say? Um, special. So I think <laughs> yeah, Freddy... Watch. <laughs> I think Freddy Krueger has the edge in that battle, leaving Freddy versus Jason, which we've seen... And I think they did an excellent. I was just waiting for the movie to get brought up. So yes, yeah, so we've seen it. And was it good? No. Was it enjoyable? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you've not seen audience watch all of Nightmare on Elm Street and all of Friday the Thirteenth, and then the of Freddy vs. Jason, but I gotta, I gotta put my two cents, and I'm, I'm putting my bet on Freddy Krueger in the long run because I think he's got the greatest handle over the mysticism and the physical. And he, there's no limit to his power of what he can do in the dream realm. He is all things. He is the dream master. Wow. 
I like that. You guys both had good answers. Justin, obviously the king of horror over there, so I, I just have to bow down and go with with your answer too. I'm changing my answer because I want to fit <laughs> in. <laughs> but I think it would be cool, like just some kind of random ass death battle sequence, you know, add in five, ten more, you know, slasher characters that you can think of. Like, you know, that's what we like to do here. And it was just it would just be cool like watching them fight against each other, room to room, like cutting back and forth to where are they at? Oh, they're outside. This guy's getting something from the tool shed. This guy's caught in a bear trap. Uh, you know, Freddy uh, put <laughs> like knocked Jason out. Now he's asleep, and you know now he's terrorizing him in his nightmares and his dreams. So I think it'd be really fun. So hey, Hollywood, jump on that. And then uh, what's his name? Victor something. Don't do that to us. That's our idea. We own all the rights. Thank you. You know, be I, I want to just throw on one extra guy to see uh, what Justin has to say when it comes to Freddy. Um, pitting Freddy against Pinhead. I knew you were going to say that. Because somewhat similar. So I'm, I'm curious. I'm just curious on what you would say to that. I have no idea. I. <laughs> it's a tough one. I, I enjoy all of Freddy Krueger's movies much more than the Hellraiser franchise. I'm, for what it's worth, not a super big fan of Hellraiser. I think it's just kind of OP. And in that regard, I think Pinhead wins. I mean, he's got the powers of hell behind him. I don't think... I'll admit, I don't think I've ever seen a Hellraiser movie. You know what I you know what I keep thinking of when I when I think of Hellraiser I always confuse it with the Lawnmower Man. <laughs> I don't know. If that's, I don't let's know. Throw why. Lawn, let's, <laughs> let's throw the Lawnmower Man in the battle since Eric wants it. If you guys and then let's throw Carnosaur in the battle. If you remember that dinosaur '90s horror movie. Oh my God. God. Yeah, if you guys could just get inside my head for a second and visualize what I'm thinking of. It's it's Pinhead on the cover, but like mixed with the Lawnmower Man cover. It's just terrible. It's it that's probably why I've never watched either of them. because uh, I was because I was so You're confused. Missing out. So, I've got I got uh, I got my list cut out for me. So, I'm I'm going to be busy the rest of this uh, October for yeah. sure and beyond. <laughs> and beyond. Well, Gentlemen, here we go. We are on our last main quest of the evening. Uh, this trailer dropped this week. It's very exciting. It's been over 10 years or almost 10 years, but Scream 5 is coming back to the screen um, 10 years later. So the last one was Scream 4 back in 2011. The first one was all the way back in fucking what, like 1996 or something. Oh, we're um, young. We were young, and so were all the actors. And, you know, the trailer, I was wondering, how are they going to bring this movie into the the new age here of modern technology and cell phones? And, you know, just like, how can you make a good, scary movie like that anymore? So I'll shut up there. Jeff, what did you think about the trailer? I mean, I thought it was fine. I'm not... A big Scream fan as the the rest of you. I was a huge fan of Scream 1, uh, the original, and then that was it for me. Like, the rest of them I just uh, didn't care about, and I know you guys can hate me for that or whatever. I, that wasn't, you know, my thing. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, it looks it looks fine. I'm not like super excited, but uh, we'll see. It feels like Dewey might die for some reason. It just looks like he's gonna die. Um, Naive Campbell still looks fantastic, so good for her. I, you know, I the the kids and stuff in it, like the the newer generation. I kind of hate when they do that with movies. It's like, oh, we're ushering in the new age, and they kind of put them with the original. I don't know, kind of feels forced, but I guess they'll be fine. I don't know. Not just uh, slasher films and stuff like that for me. I enjoy more the supernatural element, so that's probably why um, the rest of the Scream movies aren't, you know, as interesting to me than, say, you know, like a Jason movie or something like that, so... Um, that's all I have to say into it. So I know you guys are more of the Scream fans, so... Scream Boys. We'll let let the Scream Boys go more into Scream. (laughs) Justin, what did you think about the uh, trailer? Sorry, my dog is lapping water, so it might be a little distracting. Let her lap. She is more than welcome on this podcast any day. We special guest guest performance by Fallon. Sorry <laughs> for that audience. Um, no, I'm I'm torn between being in Jeff's camp and then being in the excited camp because I think the trailer looked like shit. I hated the here comes the next generation of here's my cell phone and oh let me lock the doors from my phone and oh my gosh now they're unlocked. It's like. we get it we get it technology um so i but but i have high hopes that this movie will do a lot better than the fourth one did which was also shit and the third one which was also shit (laughs) the first two movies i think were a great not great the first movie is excellent the second movie was all right the third movie was Really? And then the fourth movie is like, guys, do you not understand the franchise? So I'm hoping that this movie is intelligent enough to rectify the wrongs that they did in bringing whatever Culkin boy that they brought into the fourth one. And I don't even remember. I, I remember very little about the fourth movie, saw it in theaters, and just know that it was just kind of disappointing. And then there was 15 minutes more of the movie. Yeah. So I've I have high hopes that they learn their lesson, and obviously with Wes Craven, you know, not a part of the production. Um, R.I.P. Craven case, White Castle, get it in there. Um, I don't know. I I will see it in theaters. I don't know. The January release date seems a bit odd. Not. <laughs> Yeah, it's a bit odd. Not well thought. I don't. I don't know why we're well, not. Getting... It's going on soon, but come see this movie in January. Yeah, I don't think of horror movies in January, and it's not like it takes place in January. It's not like it's a post-Christmas movie or something like that. That's timely. I'm assuming the pandemic has a lot to do with its release date, so I won't get too peckish about it but i'm i'm optimistic i'm assuming it's going to be like a 6.5 movie when it comes out so that's all i'll say i mean okay. if matthew uh lillard is back in it i'll i'll go and see it <laughs> there we go because yeah. he's fantastic yeah <laughs> he's so good in like hackers and just he's he's just a gem he's an american gem that needs and to be if he uh, 
Yeah, I mean, if, you know, she's all that. I mean, all that. If he pops up in it, all right, you know, let's go see it. Maybe he never died, so. You, know, you, you never, never know. Died. He could be back. He, he pulls a Jason and he just kind of comes back. Yeah, I I was the same way with you guys when I watched the trailer. Like, it was a little bit goofy. Like, okay, yeah, unlock, lock the doors. And people still have home phones. Is that a thing? Like, I, I suppose kids growing up nowadays, is that, like, do people still have, do they have home phones? Uh, but, like, that's the only way the killer can get through now. Like, if, if this were to happen in real life right now, this motherfucker would come up like either as junk spam caller or would just be automatically blocked. So it's like, Hey, guess what? We're not going to talk. I guess you just got to come kill me. But you know, I mean, I get it. They set this up right when the internet was coming out back in 96. So when nobody had cell phones, really only a couple people. Um, but it just seemed kind of like sloppy. And I, I really don't understand like why people keep coming after Sidney Prescott, uh, Nev Campbell, like, what what now is the like driving factor behind wanting a killer? Because the first two we watched all four in like the past two weeks, so I'm like very fresh. Yeah, um, they were in the other movies. That's but, why they have to be in this movie. Well, that not even in like the third and the fourth. It just it it kept making less and less sense. It was always like getting more extended family and people that they knew, and somehow it got to a point where they just felt like, oh, the only way I can fix this is by killing everybody she knows or comes into contact to except for her but i don't really have like a good uh motive to actually killing her like the fourth one was her younger cousin was felt bad about growing up in her shadow somehow she grew up in her cousin's shadow and she wanted to kill everybody and get away with it and like the third one i don't even fucking remember because it was just so bad it was like some guy that knew somebody that knew somebody that was a part of it and he wanted his claim to fame. Cause he was trying to make the movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. He was the director. Uh, but like, right. And, <laughs> and he wanted, he wanted to make a serious dramatic movie, but they made him make stab instead. So he's mad. So he's going to kill everybody. Like, yeah, what? I know. And that, and I agree with you, Justin, like the first one was excellent and they didn't, I felt like maybe they didn't know what to do with the success. So the studio's like, Hey Wes, you want a bunch more money and just make a second one and let's write it. I mean, they came out what one year apart almost like they were, I, I, it was 97. <laughs> yeah. And hot off the heels of, I know what you did last summer, which took much of the success of scream into their own pocketbooks. Yeah. And it was cool how the second one, they made it more meta. Like, hey, we're going to make a movie based off of Sidney Prescott's like life and all that killing and stuff. It's like, that was cool. And the way they kind of, I guess, made the killers, what's-her-face from fucking Roseanne. And uh, Jackie. And Jackie, trying to make her a crazy person. Um, okay, cool. But I don't know. That, that movie was kind of okay. And then, yeah, it just went into the shitter from there. So hopefully, you know this movie, they're going to do something really weird with it. Like, all of a sudden... Sydney's going to be the killer because she went mentally insane somehow. I don't know. It's going to be something stupid. Or Dewey, like you said, Jeff. Dewey's probably going to get killed like in the first five minutes. He just looks, he looks, <laughs> he looks miserable in that trailer. He just doesn't look like he wants to act or be a part of it, but they're just like, hey, David, we've got like two million. Do you want it? Do you want it? We've got, you know, you just got to grow your mustache. We'll get you donuts every day. Uh, do you want, you want to do it? You want to? And then 
And then his ex-wife, uh, Courtney Cox, is a part of it as well. So they have to reunite, which is probably fun in real life for them. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not getting my hopes up. And Justin, what you said about like January 14th, why? Nobody in aside, you know, aside from COVID, like why not just push it to next October then? Like this is going to make no money. Uh, the reason why Saw the Saw franchise did so well is because every October you knew another Saw movie was coming out. Whether or not you guys saw it or liked those movies, like, they made some good money because they would always come out in October. Oh, yeah. So what do you guys think out there? Let us know. They've got a lot of actors in this movie. Jack Quaid's in it, Mr. Um, Huey from The Boys. So I always – it's a fun little mystery. Like, all right, who's the killer and why and how are they going to pull this shit off? And it's always the person you least suspect for whatever reason. So it'll be cool. I guess I'll go see it. I saw the last four, and I'm already invested. So you got me. You did it, Scream. Thanks, Wes. R.I.P. Rip in peace. So <laughs> <laughs> that being said, boys, we are on our final little segment here. We just like to give a free promo Friday out. And so we reached out to you guys on the Instagrams. And um, shout out to... Uh, another podcast called Two Dudes and a Cup of Booze, which sounds right up our alley. Uh, basically, two guys just shooting the shit, talking about stuff. Jose and Ricky, and they have a really fun podcast over there. Some funny guys. I listened to a few episodes this week. So you can find them at the number two, Dudes and a Cup of Booze. Check them out on Instagram. Go give them a follow, a like, and uh, let them know what you think. And if nothing else... Go, go scroll through all their posts because most of them are booze-related. You might learn something about it or, uh, you know, maybe take a little taste test. So have fun and enjoy that. And without further ado, boys, we're going to wrap this bad boy up in a nice little neat package and stab it 50 times. So how do we want to yeah, end we it? are. I think that's exactly right. Uh, maybe all three of us do the noise of us being stabbed 50 times and dying. Ooh, oh, I like that. Wow. All right, on three, two, one. Oh my testicles. Uh, Ow.